GDPR. I wonder, can any four letters cause the same apprehension and dread in parishes up and down the country? Recently, I spoke to Rebecca Fozard, the GDPR coordinator for the Church of Ireland. I am one of these people who's very passionate about GDPR, so I don't think you'd have anything to fear. And when I hear those words, I get a smile to my face. Really, data protection and GDPR is all about just respecting people, protecting their privacy, and hoping that people will treat my data and your data with that type of privacy. Um, GDPR, I suppose, has been in now 18 months, and we all sat up and took stock because these big fines came in. But really, it's been around a long time, and the church and other organisations have been managing huge amounts of personal data over the last, you know, numbers of years. And I suppose my job is to just ensure that people know what policies to put in place, how to be compliant with the law, not to be frightened of it. And just as they say, you can't eat an elephant in a day, so just bite off a little bit by little bit by little bit, um, and you'll get the job done. I can sympathise with people in parishes who think GDPR, yeah, well, it's there to catch people like uh, Google and Facebook and people like that, and quite right too. But is it really going to be used against parishes? It has been used against religious organisations and charities, particularly uh, recently in the UK. You would see uh, the Bible Society in the UK were fined £100,000 for having a breach of a lot of people's bank details and customer information. There's been other charities and the guide dogs and I think one of the cancer trusts were also fined. And really, I suppose, the fines are just there to show people, actually, we really need to just respect people's information. If I, as an individual, give you my name or my address or my phone number or my bank details or a copy of my passport because you need to verify who I am, I would hope that you are going to keep that safe. And it's when you don't keep it safe that you get into trouble. And as parishes, we ask for a lot of information and because we're, we're really interested in our community and we need to do it for safeguarding reasons and for other legislative reasons. So we might be asking for copies of information, passports, health information. And we're, of course, dealing with religious information, which is a special category of data, which again needs to be treated with that, I suppose, extra safeguards in place. And we just need to be ensured that our parishioners and our volunteers know that we as parishes and as the church are going to keep that safe. And it's a matter also of showing that you're keeping it safe. Yes, GDPR is all about showing that we're keeping information safe and secure. And there's a number of principles, I suppose, that each parish needs to try and demonstrate that they are following. For example, not keeping personal information for longer than is absolutely necessary. And not asking for information that perhaps we don't need. For example, there would have been a time when we would have been asking, well, you know, what's your occupation or your marital status? And now often we realise, actually, we don't need to know that information anymore. Um, also, I suppose you have to, be, by demonstrating compliance, you need to have a lot of policies in place. And I can hear everybody going, oh, more policies, you know. But it really is just showing that you've got good intent, you know. Policies about how we manage data, how long we keep it for, and how we keep it safe and secure from either, you know, theft or from cyber attacks and things like that. But there's a lot of information that would be of historical interest, I think. Uh, what should we do with that? 
Yes, there's a lot of information in the parish um, and in diocese, um, which has a lot of you know historical um, interest and information. And we really don't want to lose the history of the Church of Ireland whilst we're keenly cleaning out our files. So what I would advise everybody to do is, if you think you have anything that might be of archival interest, historical interest, scientific interest, don't throw it out. But please instead get in touch, um, certainly for the Church of Ireland, get in touch with the Church of Ireland Library up in Dublin, um, Dr. Susan Hood the librarian there would be delighted to hear from you and she will advise you um, whether it is of historical value but please please think before you shred um, anything that is um, historical documents or anything like that and so uh, what sort of checklist would you give to the ordinary person in the pew as to what they should be doing So the ordinary person in the pew should be making sure that they know what information they are asking for, you know, from from a parish perspective, and why they're asking for it. They need to know how long they're going to keep it for, who they're going to share it with, and how they're going to keep it safe and secure. They're the really the key things, the checklist, is just making sure why are we asking for it and what are we doing with it, and making sure that it's really kept, you know, safe and secure. And then remembering each parishioner as well also has those individual rights. They have the right to ask the bank, the post office, the doctor's surgery, well, hang on, why are you asking me for that information? And what are you doing with it? And how long are you keeping it? And how do I know you're keeping it safe and secure? Anybody can ask for their information. Um, It's called a subject access request. And under GDPR, um, you have one month in which to respond. So, for example, if an individual writes to their parish or emails their parish or sends the parish text message says, please, can I have a copy of all of the personal data belonging to me within a parish? The parish has 30 days in which to respond in full to that request. There are a couple of of, um, derogations of reasons, for example, under legal privilege, where you wouldn't have to disclose information, but generally you are responsible and you do have to meet the legislation to 30 days, one month, in which to get all of that information together, ensure you're not sharing any information belonging to anybody else and returning it to the individual. Um, So it is a tough challenge, which is why it's important to know what information you have and to ensure you're not holding on to it for anything, any long. You know, if you have a proper filing system, whether it's on your computer or in paper files, and having it organised together, cleaned, so really the effort to meet a subject access request is limited. You know, you can pick up the file, you can read through it, you can clean it, and of course don't forget to keep a copy of it yourself, don't give away all the personal data, um, and then send it to the individual within the the 30-day period. I have lots of guidance on the Church of Ireland website on this. Um, so in the Church of Ireland website we have a parish resources section and there is an entire page on GDPR where you would find templates for every policy that you would need, information about what data protection is and how you could implement it at a local level. I'm also there as the data protection officer for the Church of Ireland to answer any questions that people might have. I appreciate it's, it sounds a bit scary as well and a bit overwhelming but if you can break it down and just say, OK, today I'm going to look at the website privacy policy and also get people involved, you know, in your parish. Are there people who are working in business or people who are working in law or students who are studying at the local college who might take one of these policies on, you know, and, and help the parish out? And that was Rebecca Fozard, the GDPR coordinator for the Church of Ireland. And you can find out more on the Church of Ireland website www.ireland.anglican.org